I Drive SoCal is brought to you by the very best auto retailers from across Southern California. When it's time for you to buy or even just kick the tires on the idea of buying, just go to idrivesocal.com and click on dealers. idrivesocal.com, click on dealers and get connected. Now, on with the podcast. We would go to car shows. Generally, everybody else had a sign up saying, look, but don't touch their precious jewel. And we thought differently. We thought that we should invite the public, particularly young children, to sit in our cars and go for a ride in them. They're not immobile. They are moving art. And so to enjoy them, you have to use them. We bring out three or four cars from our collection and people line up and get a ride. It's no charge. It's all free. Welcome to iDrive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. Today is a pretty fun day for me, actually already has been because I've been getting a tour uh, through the Automobile Driving Museum here in El Segundo, California, which uh, those of you from Southern California know that El Segundo is uh, adjacent to LAX, uh, Los Angeles International Airport. And... Sitting with me right now is the founder of the Automobile, Automobile Driving Museum, Mr. Stanley Zimmerman. Stanley, thank you so much for, for joining us. My pleasure to be here and talk with you. So the Automobile Driving Museum, uh, you're the founder. Uh, it was your vision long ago. Can you kind of start off with a high-level uh, explanation well, summary? Correctly, I am a co-founder of it along with a man called Earl Rubenstein who's no longer active in the museum. He's busy with his uh, profession as an architect. Uh, and uh, we're both car collectors, uh, and we would go to car shows uh, and to uh, car exhibits, uh, concourses, uh, and we would be there with our cars, and uh, generally everybody else had a sign-up saying, uh, look, but don't touch. Uh, their their precious jewel and we thought differently we thought that we should invite the public particularly young children um, to sit in our cars and so between us we had discussions and said someday um, we'd like to have uh, a museum for our cars where uh, the public could come and sit in them uh, bring their children and let their children sit in them and go for a ride in them uh, they, they're not immobile, they are moving art. And so to enjoy them, you have to use them. And how long ago did you actually execute on that dream that became a vision that became a reality? In the beginning, it was just uh, car clubs coming and maybe bringing their families for, for meetings that wasn't the general public. Um, but uh, in um, uh, 2002, um, I was able to get the use of a uh, large underground or semi-underground garage under a uh, preschool, which they weren't using. Okay. Um, and so uh, we put our cars there and started with uh, uh, leaving a few cars out on the street. And with the sign on them, there, there's a museum around the corner, in West Los Angeles, okay. uh, it was. 
And um, so uh, we'd get a few people coming in, and then I decided that it would be worthwhile uh, making it a public museum uh, so that um, uh, if there's some tax benefits, but it also meant that the collection could go on. It wouldn't be limited by our lifetimes. Uh, so, uh, uh, and then, um, and we did that for, oh, three, four years uh, before we had the opportunity to acquire this building in El Segundo. Um, and uh, we, we chose El Segundo because it was near LAX and because it was in the South Bay where there were no car museums and a lot of people that like cars. Sure. Um, and the specific location, because it was in an industrial neighborhood where on Saturday and Sunday nobody was around, so we could take people for rides in the cars with less risk. And that's the coolest thing. I mean, it didn't dawn on me until I was walking up that your sign outside literally says, you know, hey, dry, uh, you know, rides on, what is it, Sundays? Uh, Sundays, uh, 10 to 4 every Sunday. Um, the last ride starts a little earlier, so it's finished by four. Uh, we bring out uh, three or four cars from our collection, um, and uh, people line up and get a ride. It's no charge, it's all free. And that's the coolest thing. And uh, Automotive museums, I've been to countless of them in many different states throughout the different, different countries as well, but you're name is very literal and i think so many people are used to the concept of museum being look don't touch uh but the fact that you have driving literally automobile driving museum no in fact you get to go for a ride that is somebody drives you around yeah a docent who's specially trained uh and um uh the day before the cars are reviewed by a mechanic and make sure that everything's okay with them so they're safe um and uh as long as we uh, we have some restrictions on kids that are um, very small, baby seats, uh, because uh, there's no no seat belts in yep. some of these cars, uh, and the rides are you know ten fifteen minute ride, and uh, there are three four cars out there, and you can get a ride in each one of them as long as you get in line and take your turn. That's so much fun, and what. It, because you have cars out here from literally the early 1900s all the way up through, there's definitely some 80s, probably 90s and, and beyond. I've only been in one of your main rooms here. I haven't gotten the, the, the full tour yet. Uh, but what what vehicles are people getting rides in? It's different every weekend, I'm assuming? Pretty much every weekend. There, there are some cars that, uh, uh, that if, if we were to drive them, we have an 1886 Benz. Um, it was uh, built by Mercedes in 1986. They made 11 of them duplicates to the first one uh, that they gave to dealers. And Beverly Hills Mercedes gave us this. And we did have it once run. It does run, but um, like cars of that vintage, um, when you run them, uh, you can pretty much rebuild them for the next ride. Okay. <laughs> so that's our oldest car. And our newest car is a... Uh, 2000 Celine Mustang, and we have pretty much everything in between. Uh, generally, the cars that go out uh, are the cars that are on display, whatever happens to be on display um, or uh, ready for the display. We have 130 cars, um, and about half of them are on display at any time. The others are either in the repair shop um, or in our uh, garage storage facility. And 
Now, Alec, your, I guess his uh, title is curator? uh, uh, Car manager. Okay. So Alec was showing me around, and he clarified that all of the cars in the museum run, but not necessarily all of them are driven, because some are actually quite valuable and rare. That is correct. But most of the ones that are very valuable... Uh, we have a duplicate that's not so valuable. Ah, okay. So, uh, uh, yes, the, the, you may not get a ride in a in a million-dollar car. Uh, you get to look at it. Uh, you get to sit in it under supervision. Uh, but we might have a, a car that's not worth a million dollars, okay, that uh, uh, you can get a ride in. And that brings me to the, the question that's, I think, on everybody's mind when, as soon as you walk into a museum and there's there's beautiful vehicles all over what is the most high value vehicle that you have um it probably uh, is the 1955 packard caribbean convertible that was number seven was the first one sold to the public and was sold to howard hughes howard hughes gave it to his then wife an actress gene peters uh, who, if you like uh, movies of the 50s, you'll see her in a lot of them. Um, they uh, they took it for her, it was her birthday present, and they drove it to Malibu and drove it home and parked it in a garage in Beverly Hills and went off to Las Vegas. And the car sat there uh, until her divorce. Uh, I bought it from Jean Peters and donated it to the museum. Um, it's... Uh, Probably the most original one. It only has 1,700 miles on it now. We only drive it about a mile a year. <laughs> and um, uh, because of its history and because it's uh, being so rare, it probably is our most valuable car. But it isn't much uh, uh, um, more than the next one, um, which is a 1930 Stutz. Wyman Monte Carlo. Wyman bodies are made like old airplanes, like for World War I airplanes. They're not metal. They're not wood. Um, they are um, a wood, hardwood frame on which uh, uh, cloth is stretched. So it's a cloth body. Okay. Cloth body. Cloth body, yes. It's more like a vinyl, but they didn't have vinyl in those days. And so there's... a. Of the, in the whole world of Stutzes, there are 23 Wyman-bodied uh, Stutzes left. Because you can tell if it's a fabric body car and you leave it out in the snow, it's, things are going to happen. Oh, yeah. And only four um, 1930 uh, uh, Monte Carlos. Um, so it, it's a very rare car. The Stutz is valued at how much again? Something over half a million dollars. Now, the um, Howard Hughes wife vehicle, Gene Peters? Yes. Um, what is the value of that vehicle? It's really, and you really can't tell. I've been told that if it, by some of the auction companies that would like us to sell it, which we won't, uh, that in an auction it would probably bring more than a million dollars. So you had a vision for this museum a long time ago. Has it come to fruition? Has it changed a little bit? Oh, it's always changing. Things aren't aren't, sta- aren't static. They're not static. Um, if they're static, you're a dinosaur. <laughs> hmm? 
Um, we have dinosaurs today. They're flying around as birds. They, you know, they, they, they evolved. The museum has to evolve. Um, we do a lot of things for young people, youth. Uh, we have an event uh, nine times a year, uh, if it doesn't rain, um, where um, we, we for, for kids that are in the average maybe five, six years of age, get a chance to um, learn a little bit about cars, answer a few questions, and win a prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the prize is uh, Hot Wheels, which, right. have, which graciously Mattel provides for us. Uh, and they, by the way, they get to see at that same time Mattel's full-size cars that they have full-size cars. So uh, maybe 500 young people show up for that. Uh, and then we do a lot of uh, birthday parties uh, for uh, preteens. Here. Okay. And that all is, is has there's a motive behind that. Um, we're trying to implant um, into them a memory that maybe when they're um, 50, uh, around that age, that they'll start to think about, gee, I saw all those cars, and you know, we're, 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 the cars are here forever. We're just temporary custodians of them. So we, we have to think about who's the next custodian. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll, they'll want to have... Um, for their memory, um, uh, a Toyota uh, that has a computer in it, you know. Right. Uh, so, and and not um, a, a car that you had to crank to start didn't have any electricity in it, all right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the museum will evolve that way. Uh, there's a need for um, having a facility where people can learn how to take care of these cars, so we'll grow to that. I mean, we have some you know, youth here that come in that help us, uh, but it'll get more formalized. And if you ask me what else is going to happen, I don't know. But whatever is going to be for the time as we change, we will change. It sounds like whatever's going to happen, uh, your intention is for it to stay and to, to continue growing. That's our plan. Um, uh, the museum has funding uh, for the next 40 years. And if they are careful with what their funding is, it'll go longer. But of course, we need to have sponsors, contributors, docents that help us out. Uh, we're working hard now on bringing uh, females into the car in uh, uh, hobbies and uh, teaching them. There's, there's classes here for uh, women to learn how to maintain cars. Uh, we're starting a project where the women will do a restoration of a, of a GMC truck. They're going to do that will guide them, but they're going to do all the work on it. And the, uh, the driving portion of your museum, it happens every Sunday. Are there any Sundays that you guys take off? Holidays, whatnot. Um, yes, uh, the the obvious ones. Uh, yeah, obvious Sundays. Although some of the Sundays, yes, they're driving because the public is, gets off and they want to be here. Um, a rainy day um, sure. is not a day for taking these cars out for for a drive. Luckily, in Southern California, there's not a whole heck of a lot of those. Um, 
Mr. Stanley Zimmerman, uh, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. The way that anybody can get involved, I believe your website is uh, theadm.org, right? T-H-E-A-D-M.org. Or if you go Automobile Driving Museum, you'll get us too. Automobile Driving Museum. Um, you can apply on, on, the, uh, on, the, on the website, and you definitely you can become one of our members or sponsors. It's a fun place to come, and, and thank you for... Uh, for executing on your vision to uh, to make it a reality. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about the Automobile Driving Museum. The Automobile Driving Museum in El Segundo, California. Uh, you can find it online at theadm.org or just swing on by uh, any day of the week. And not Mondays. Not oh, Excuse me, not, not Mondays, but swing on by any day of the week but Mondays. And if you want to go for a ride on Sundays... 10 to 4. 10 to 4. But I would get here earlier and get in line. <laughs> there you go. El Segundo, California. Uh, for I Drive SoCal, I'm Tom Smith. As always, thanks for listening.